Yep, yep, yep. It's that time again. It's another Wednesday. So it's time for tiny little victories. Yep. Do I sound a little crazy today? Yep. Do I sound a little like a Mad Hatter? Probably. And there's a reason for that. And that is because the episode that you are about to hear with the guest Dylan Klein and the co-host Andrea Trammell is a little bit crazy. I might put like it under a bonkers category right next to sort of mad as a hatter category. And I was going to stop and we were going to record it again, but I was like, Hey, why? Like, this is reality. This is three people having a lot of fun, two people, very big personalities. And I got to tell you, out of the three people that were on that show, I was the least big personality there. So I know you're all like, what? Uh, but yeah, I just want to let you know, it is a little bit of a crazy show. I'm going to let it ride because of the energy that was there and the passion for what was happening and the conversations that were going on. And so I'm just going to leave you with that. You're just going to sit there for a minute and think, who is it? What's happening? But you probably can tell by the title of this episode a technological potato, which is something you feel like you'd probably never hear in a sentence. Creating community. Okay, that makes sense. And defying the odds. Um, Yeah, those are three very different things, but also three very different things that we talked about with our guest, Dylan Klein. Now, before I go on to this Mad Hatter conversation, I want to thank you again for listening to Tiny Little Victories. You guys, you're like super listeners, uh, which I love. But also people that say they're listening that actually aren't listening, you guys know I can tell, right? If you're in a country and the country doesn't show up, I'm just saying, take a minute, have a listen. And because that way I can give you the shows that you want to hear. Yeah, it's all about like a two-way street for reals. So I'm going to ask that you share this podcast with at least one person this week. Can you do that for me, please? I'm making a little gesture of like hands together, like please share this with one person this week. And um, yeah, that's it. I have no more to say other than to lead you into this very amazing episode with Dylan Klein. Thank you, guys, you, Dylan. I mean, I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> that was my I bass was, solo. I was, yeah, I mean, you got. I was trying to uh, like turn it down a little bit, and it just kept going. I don't know what's wrong with my control system today, but anyway, <laughs> were you guys like dancing in the background? Because I feel like it's like I was. Song. I was out. Of, yeah. I almost fell off my chair. Oh my god, I love that. A boogie Dylan's off also your chair. Mm-hmm. So hey, you... I forgot to even mention that. What? Okay. Okay. I'm a magician. Side note, magician and a uh, magician. Okay, I don't know. We're going to have to s- stop for a minute because, okay, welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. Let's start with that. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And I am your host, Jennifer Kite Powell. Still, right now, I am your host. And this peanut gallery you all hear behind me, you guys, for this next episode is Dylan Klein. Uh, Hey, Dylan. Hi. Hi. And Dylan has created a monstrous special event in Boise, Idaho, and he's going to talk about that. And my co-host today is Andrea Trammell, who you guys have heard several times on this show. Hello, Andrea. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Very, very excited to be back. Now, I have something. 
Yeah, and I have to tell you, you should be excited because your podcast is the second highest listened to podcast. That on is Tiny Little incredible. Bakeries. I don't even. That's mm-hmm. it's that's really amazing. good. That's a thing. Yeah. Wow. And it, let me tell you what you're up against. Let me tell you what you're sandwiched up against. And then we know that Dylan has a story about being sandwiched up against something. So we'll let him tell that <laughs> later. But you are net. You are literally like one listener away from the Circularity and Sustainability podcast with Martin Cho in the Netherlands. So you're, I think that's really that's, cool. That's amazing. Wow. I, I don't even know. I'm like, yeah. sorry. See, I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting yeah. to sweat. See, this happens. Yeah. Oh my God. Time. Because your pressure's on. Good thing there's and, not on video right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. It would just be a terrible mess. Just be like liquid <laughs> going everywhere. Uh, but, but, but the interesting thing about this, I think, is that you even surpassed the empire state of mind. Sorry, Philip. No. And, um, yeah, and you're neck and like you guys last night. You were neck and neck with Dim's podcast, which is very very funny about the ducks. And that the was Dutch brilliant. Pastries and mobile brilliant. phones. Yeah, yeah, and plus he's just you know a sexy mofo. So anyway, yeah. uh, he's just got that great voice. I had yeah, to. I'm I w- sorry. Oh, yeah. That was from Ow. a sense. Thank Dylan, you. That Thank was you. Fast. We'll have to read. Wow. <laughs> Dylan, you, have to, so, so, you guys you have to listen to all the podcasts. You'll hear it. <laughs> so so. To to your to the tiny little victories audience, I just want to say a thank you for listening and b these two sexy beasts on the phone today. We're gonna to try to keep them a little bit in control, as you can hear. They're just like both of them went to junior high together, guys. Uh-huh. So there's gonna be a lot of probably conversation back and forth. But uh, Dylan, before I yeah, I'll let you start off on your story, I just want to let everybody to know. In Boise, Idaho, at the end of the year, there is this thing called the potato drop. Yes, I know. Save all the potato jokes for later. But it is a thing. And Dylan started this event, I don't know how many years ago, but let's let's start with the basics here. Like, what happens on New Year's Eve in Boise, Idaho? There's a gigantic potato that drops and hits the ground and splats into a potato, and you can put sour cream and cheese on it. I'm like, what happens? Well, we, we don't actually drop it really fast. We actually lower it down to, um, to, to kind of the standard, uh, you know, the 30-second countdown at midnight, and bam, yeah. No, it doesn't hit the ground. It actually drops into a French fry bag um, where French fries <laughs> pop up once it lands in there, and fireworks yeah, go so- off. And <laughs> Wait, like, that would be so cool because we, we discussed this, actually, on the New Year's Day episode. Like, that potato should, like, be real so that we can all, like, benefit of it from it. Is I that- mean, if somebody could grow a, a 20 foot long, <laughs> 10 foot wide, 2,500 pound potato, I think we've got other things to talk about. Yeah. I, mean, I think if anybody can do it, Idaho can do it, right? I mean, that I should mean, be like their biggest like challenge. A, yeah, that, that's like curing the world's hunger problems. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I mean, a whole other story. Yeah, forget about school system, politics, libraries, whatever. <laughs> can somebody grow a damn 20 foot potato, please. And a lot of people think that it's real. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, Even, uh, it looks real. It looks real. And you know what? It worked. It, it took a lot of uh, hard work to uh, figure out how to create Make it look uh, real. Yeah, a big potato okay. like that with uh, lights inside and fog machines okay. and wireless relays. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, let's break it down then, because I think a lot of people probably don't know about this. So let's just let's just tell them. Even though yes, um, so yes, you, you've already like teased us with how big it is and it's got lights in it and whatever. Yeah. What? How big is it? And what is it made of? Well, this is the second iteration of the okay. Idaho potato for the New Year's Eve uh, event. Um, it's okay. actually made of styrofoam. Well, it began as a styrofoam armature, which quickly turned into a fiberglass shell. Yeah, uh, that sounds better. Yeah, which eventually <laughs> we were able to um, to create that, that shell and then go mm-hmm. inside and build out a series of wireless relays, DMX oh, units. Wow. 
Uh, there's about 10,000 LED lights inside, fog machines. Um, what? All co- yeah, it's, it's, pr- it's the most technologically advanced potato on earth, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it was the second iteration of the potato. The very first potato that uh, we had built actually was made out of just pure styrofoam with a metal mm-hmm. um, frame inside. And mm-hmm. it didn't really, you know, it wasn't very high tech. We'd have to shine lights yeah. on it to illuminate it and whatnot. But uh, the uh, the glow potato. It needed some light guy. It needed some light guy. It, yeah. It had to have its own it, personal light guy. We did. We had a spotlighter and all kinds of. Uh, uh, people working on the ground to make it light up. But um, yeah, the, the second one we built, we actually dubbed the Glow-tato. I like uh, that. Yeah, and she's been with us since uh, <laughs> the third year, and we're in our we're going into our 11th year. We just celebrated okay. our, uh, our, our 10th year this last time. All right. right. Oh, God, congratulations. That's great. One whole decade of a potato dropping. Mm, so, crazy. So the first one through seven years then, you had the styrofoam climate the like first three bad years. potato yeah okay, the, first the first three years, years. i'm sorry yeah. so one through three you had a styrofoam p- potato that had to have its own like lights and spots and everything and so is a big styrofoam you just did you have an artist paint it to make it look like a potato or do people care on new year's eve and they can't really see a gigantic yeah. brown thing coming down on top <laughs> we actually did we we uh we we worked with uh, several engineers and artists uh, oh. within the community to try to figure out how to make this thing look real and and the really? first one, it looked fairly real, but you know, during the day, you could yeah. see it. At night, it was a little harder yeah, to it see. It looks so real. Yeah. The, uh, the this the, the glow table really does look real, real, especially. Yeah. Real. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Andy sent a Andy sent a, a video, and we we I looked at it. I was like, that looks like a real potato, which led me to, and I had two other guests in the studio with me, and they're like, well, that potato looks so delicious, I want to eat it. Like, <laughs> there's an there's potato? an urban <laughs> legend uh, around town that I just became aware of last year. Okay. Um, and it, we. I kept seeing all these uh, Google notifications saying, uh, talking about people and this urban legend to where it's been discussed that what happens with the potato after New Year's every year? Well, (laughs) there's this big urban legend to where apparently we drop it off to all of the restaurants in downtown Boise. And that's the best time to get French fries is right after New Year's because we distribute that big potato to all the local restaurants within town and they chop it up and make huge French fries. That's <laughs> so, hilarious. Oh my god. It's kind of cool. Who started that? It'd be a hard one to eat. I don't know. But that would not be, like, be a very good french fry. No. no, it would be absolutely terrible french fry, but I absolutely love it that you've only been doing this a decade and now you've got A, an urban legend, like around this potato, and B, you've got the world's most technologically advanced potato, which I think is amazing. And I may, may double back to that, but how did you convince the city? I mean, what was your pitch to like the city? It's like, hey guys, I got this idea to drop a big potato on New Year's Eve. Like, were believe they like it or talk not, to the hand? Believe it or not, I am still trying to convince the city to get on board with it. What? Wait, <laughs> yeah, so how do you do that? You just like, you just like, you just like, like renegade, climb up on top of this building, like die hard and drop this <laughs> potato down. I mean, so that was the original project that we were planning <laughs> on uh, dropping it off uh, the U.S. Bank building in downtown Boise, and okay. I had worked with uh, engineers to create a jib and a gantry to actually um, drop it off the side of the building. Didn't work out. The building got purchased by, um, I think, Gardner Company the first year, and they they kind of pulled the contract. So we ended up using a crane right there in the parking lot. Second year, oh. we uh, were working with the, the, the same people, the Gardner Company, uh, that were building the 8th and Main building right in downtown Boise, yeah. where the big hole used to be. And they <laughs> had, uh, I had worked with ESI and the engineers um, to uh, re- reconstruct a portion of the top of the building up by the spire to include um, 
uh, tension points and um, uh, j like jibs and, and different um, uh, connection points to build a gantry up there to drop it off the 8th and Main building. And we had gotten to just about a month before the event. We had uh, all of the uh, the plans in, in place, and um, they had kind of pulled out for a second time, so we ended up dropping mm -hmm. it right there again from a crane. And the third year, we decided to move it over to the Capitol building because there was just so much construction going on in the area. Yeah, yeah, But crazy. Uh, so, so we've dropped it from a crane every year since, uh, since year one. Okay, okay. Uh, unfortunately, so, we... Yeah, we've got some great people in town. Like the community really has gotten behind us. That's that's who's really supported it. Okay, so the city's not like, yeah, you can put this big crane downtown and you can because you must have to organize with them with all the traffic and all the people that come. Like, how, like how many people are coming to that thing? A lot of people. And my nieces and nephews go. So I mean, I know it's a big thing. Well, I can uh, kind of give you a little idea yeah, of how it went the first it. year. So okay. to answer that question. Very yeah. good question. So back in 2012, I came up with the idea. I was sitting on my couch in my living room <laughs> with, with my gal and some friends, and we saw yeah. a commercial come on for the Times Square ball drop. And yeah. up until that point, I had not done anything for New Year's Eve other than party at my parents' house, <laughs> which they put on a hell of a party. It was great. Yeah. And uh, But I wanted to do something different. You know, I, I think at the time I was... Uh, in my late 20s and, and mm -hmm. uh, the boys you really didn't do anything for New Year's Eve I mean you could go down to the bars and that was kind yeah. of a, that was a deal you, you I guess people would go down to the bars and get in trouble yeah and, that's it no you go down yeah. to 8th street and they would just walk around and you know, they didn't have lime scooters in so nobody's getting run over so yeah that. <laughs> yeah that was not very exciting so I saw this yeah. big hole in downtown Boise and a big mm -hmm. crane sitting there and I thought to myself gosh you know what I could build a huge maybe a paper mache or a big foam potato and dro instead of dropping a ball like New York, we could drop a big Idaho potato right there at 8th and Main Street, right by the uh, Grove. And so I took the idea to City Hall first. Um, and yeah, you're right. They kind of they kind of laughed at me. I think the current mayor, uh, the current mayor at the time, suggested that I drop something other than a potato, like a gem, because we're the gem state. Oh, I or, know. But these guys <laughs> literally, like with their dumb gems. I'm sorry, but like, I, I mean, come on. I'm how all many about star are... garnets. They're beautiful. Yeah, That's they really are beautiful, unique. but potatoes is the thing, man. It's like the import expo. I don't care. Like a hundred years ago, someone decided to call it the gem state because a bunch of five people got rich off of all the gems. Like, come on, it's potato. <laughs> it is potato. I mean, you go anywhere outside of the country, and you mention Idaho. I think it's most potatoes people are gonna say potato and guns. with a smile. Correct, yeah, absolutely. Right? Potatoes with a smile, <laughs> and like, what's going on in Idaho? Yeah. And we're a family event, so you know, obviously, yeah. we're gonna go with the potato over the guns. So <laughs> yeah, right, uh, exactly, and the gems. <laughs> Or gems. I mean, like I said, star, we the star garnet is unique to two places in the world, India and yeah. Idaho. And that's that really, yeah. cool. really cool. Because those two that. places have so much in common. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're really cool gem. But um, so, yeah, it was met with with pretty significant opposition from the mayor's office to mm. downtown businesses thinking it might be an imposition on or that they might have to actually be open on New Year's Eve. But, um, yeah, so I also took the idea to Frank Muir over at the Idaho Potato Commission, who mm -hmm. really thought it was a good idea, but encouraged me yeah. to wait for a year. Because this was, I think, October 2012, and I was planning on doing it, you know, a, th a few months later. Yeah, also, immediately. <laughs> yeah, so I took it. To I have this idea. I must do it. <laughs> yes. um, I think Doug over at KTVB, he was the general manager at the time. He also really liked the idea. I'd presented a, you know, a really, really nice deck that was all laminated and... He said, you know what, this is a great idea, but if you give it a year, I'll get behind it. So wow. uh, I think, yeah, the first two uh, entities to really get behind it was the Idaho Potato Commission and our local NBC affiliate, KTVB. 
Um, and it was still really hard to get the city on board. But a year uh-huh. later, I finally was able to convince, um, I believe, Craig Croner, who was a big help at the uh, yeah. at, at the city hall special mm-hmm. events team, to let us do it. And mm-hmm. they said, uh, "Well, we're going to let you hold this event." And how many? You know, they asked how many people uh, did, <laughs> did yeah. I plan on yeah, seeing like all attendance. my friends and then <laughs> all their friends. Yeah. Well, and at that point, I had been working with KTVB, and it kind of really put together a really um, really good marketing plan. We had built a, a website. Uh, my gal hosts key design websites and she actually, uh, built a really nice website for us. And then we took mm-hmm. our spot, our Shopify platform and broke the code and ended up creating our very own custom crowdfunding platform mm-hmm. called Grow That's Tato. That's awesome. Incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. It was cool to the point to where even uh, Shopify took notice and they put us on the front page of their build a business contest because they were so shocked at how we had broken their platform and retooled it and turned it into something completely different. And it was successful. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we did a big old. That's, that's, um, that's amazing. Good yeah. for you guys. I was looking for my, I was looking for my cheering, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. No, I, I think, can we just stop? I'll put a pin in this for a minute because yeah. I think this is really, really fascinating because um, I write about technology, you know, for Forbes uh, online. And it's very fascinating because I think what you're talking about is um, the things people don't see that go into these types of events. Like mm-hmm. you, you're creating something technological. You're putting a lot of like LED lights and technology and engineering around this. And then you're literally using a platform that struggled for a long time to finally find its niche, to get people to be these smaller businesses, to be able to have a way to, you know, share their what they're doing and to crowdsource. And then you guys sort of hacked it to bend it to your will <laughs> and, and ended up being a really great example of ingenuity, I think. And I think that's, to me, what an influencer does, right? They, you sit on your sofa. I'm sick of this ball dropping in New York Times. Okay, we live in Idaho. Let's do a potato. And then you open up this whole circular world where you're connecting all these pieces together i mean that's that's pretty interesting for a i mean yes we drop a potato but look what you created well thank you yeah mark johnson uh, one of our beloved local ktvb anchors here Mm -hmm. once called me the pt barnum of boise Oh my God! I love and, this. This is a great. This is going to be the title of the episode, man. P.T. Barnum, my Boise. I didn't know um, how to take it at first, but you know, after no, you with should them, be. I... No, I mean, I think it's great, and I think Boise has a lot of unique character, and I think that you know, not only did you were able to exploit the potato thing, but also bring. We lost somebody, did we? Oh, there. Oh, there we go. Oh, you're is back that, again. There Just, we are. A, yeah, it was you. You disappeared. We're like, he's like, he's done, Andy. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> Well, Too many potato I, puns. How, how fast does it drop? Like you had mentioned this earlier, but like, so we're looking at 20 feet by 10 feet, you said. How heavy was it? And it's 2,500 pounds and it just keeps adding Holy weight moly. every year. I keep adding batteries and I keep adding oh, different okay. effects and, you know, adding weight okay. to it. Yeah. yeah. And so what's that cost now to build a giant potato? Like, well, what is that? <laughs> not factoring in my time and expertise, I would yeah, say forget it's about that part. a quarter You're... million dollar potato. A quarter million dollar potato, yeah. and is that wow? That's a that's so cool. Uh, and like, that yeah, was me. Cool. And that was with me <laughs> learning how to weld and throw fiberglass, and what? and we had to literally fabricate and design a proprietary wireless Wi-Fi relay system that could reach yes, a thousand feet from of the ground. Course. Yeah, it was pretty this crazy. This potato just got yeah, a lot I, I, more intricate. And I'm sorry, you guys, my dog is barking, <laughs> and I had to be on mute. I was like, I'm not, okay. I can't ruin this. This is amazing. We don't, it's okay. What's, What's up, up dog? dog? Yeah, you know, I, 
fiberglass, you know, you learned to weld. You had to do fiberglass. Fabri the wireless Wi-Fi at a, you know, 125 feet is a thing because, you Insane. know, big, big stadiums struggle with that. They've struggled with that with the, why they've had to put all these new antennas in and because they want people want to walk around and get wireless. And here you're talking about dropping a potato in one night, 364 days later, you'll start over. Like, mm -hmm. that's pretty incredible. What, um, how, f I think I asked you this earlier, but how, oh, wait, you know what? I'm sorry. How many people came the first year and what is the number load like now? Right. So getting back to what I was saying about the city hall thing, um, they had asked how many people did I expect in attendance? Mm -hmm. And I looked them right in the eye and I said, I'm, going to say we're going to see 30 to 40,000 people and they they about fell out of their chair <laughs> laughing. Yeah. And they said, uh, "Sure, yep, go ahead. Go ahead with your fun little event. Good luck. We're going to staff four police officers." Holy. Um, okay. And <laughs> gosh, I think it was uh we were down in the Grove and I think they've got about a 5,000 person capacity. Now, just so everybody knows, it's in the world, it's a worldwide pot. The Grove is a is a restaurant, right? Or a bar? The Grove is a downtown? place downtown. It's a place. Okay. It's it's I would liken it to a, a very small version of Times Square. Uh, there's a promenade. Okay, so it's it's Boise's Times Square. Okay, yeah, got it. There we yeah, go. correct. Okay. Yeah. and okay. so yeah, that that night, um, I, I was up in in the Grove Hotel getting ready, and I got a call on the radio. Dylan, Dylan, we need you to come down and talk on stage. There's so many people here, and the bands are <laughs> taking a break. So I looked out the window, and I almost <laughs> fell over. There was a sea of people out there. <laughs> Holy moly! So I went down there and talked on stage. And there was, there was about 40,000 people that showed up. I'd never what? seen, it was, at that point, it was the biggest single event that had happened in Boise Yay. with that many people. And uh, it was okay, crazy. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. There were so many people down there that night that uh, I did get on stage, and my mother had just passed mm -hmm. um, just a few days prior to the event. And I had uh, promised her, and this is one reason I keep it going today. I I promised mm. my mother that um, I was going to do something to make Aww. her really proud. I and love that. That's an homage. Yeah. That's an homage. And yeah. so I went down to the stage, and that's what I did. You know, I, I, there was all those people out there, and I was just feeling so elated. And I looked out at the crowd, and I said, hey, everybody, I'm going to dedicate this to my mother, Kenya. She's up in heaven right now, and I'm just, if, if uh, you guys could uh, say a little thought in your head about mm -hmm. her I'd appreciate it and I blew a kiss up to the oh. skies and I looked out and every person in that crowd did the same thing and I, oh I, I my gosh that's it. beautiful that's yeah. beautiful well, I love really that meaningful. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah and, and so, by the way there was a UFO okay. sighting in the sky that night if you go on you YouTube know what? okay and that oh, that's night. another holy that's moly another that's 2000 that's podcast. We got <laughs> right? 2012 or 20, 2013 to 2014. Okay. That's when it was. Yeah. Uh, 2013 December, to 2014. December 31st, 2013 is when there's okay. a UFO sighting over Boise. And right that was where, okay. And that was the first year then when you dropped that potato mm -hmm. that first night. Okay. Correct. And so now we're 2022. How many, do you still hold in that 40K or? Every single year at about 1130, there's, Every person in downtown Boise is right outside in the freezing cold, <laughs> sharing a hug and a smile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd that. say between thirty and 40,000 every year. Yeah, and so like you were starting to tell me a story about how you kind of felt like you knew you'd made it because you said someone called and said you were on the news. Can you tell us that story? Right, so uh, after the, the, the drop happened that night, we were terribly understaffed. Our volunteers were kind of gonzo. And so mm -hmm. Sandy, my gal, and I went down to kind of start cleaning up and it was probably two in the morning and holy moly it looked like new orleans after mardi gras <laughs> yeah and so poor sandy and i are out there probably till four or five six in the morning picking up trash and um 
the uh, the very next day we slept in, obviously, and my phone was ringing off the hook. And uh, Frank Muir over at the Idaho Potato Commission, he was the president at the time, <laughs> called up and he says, Dylan, did you see that you made the news? And I said, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure we did. He said, no, 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 world news. You're on MSNBC <laughs> is their top story. So, <laughs> And not for something bad, because I, usually when Boise's yeah. on the news, it's something not so great. Yeah, and you know, and that... <laughs> that is just consistently has rung through for the past decade. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a one night event. Everything that we do is captured by, you know, our, our our local NBC affiliate, their, their KTVB Mm -hmm. cameras. And that gets rebroadcast, you know, through the AP, the Associated Press and up the wire. And that gets re all through the year, everything from cash cab to jeopardy to, you Fodor's Travel and AAA Magazine were just featured in all these periodicals and articles. We're even in uh, Children's Scholastica K through 12 in I think five different That's editions so cool. for the next decade. That's it's pretty amazing. cool. Yeah, and so it's very that, cool. That intrinsic value right there to me is what has kept the event going. And yeah, and, where do you uh, see it going over the next 10 years? You expect it to change a lot? Do you think this potato is going to get bigger? Are you going to encourage somebody to try to grow one? Like, <laughs> you know, I would. It would probably be the potatoes. Glue them together to make a twenty-foot potato. I'll tell you what, they- <laughs> there there are potato drops all around the country now. My brother lives in New York, and they he, uh-huh. he says he's got several friends that do their own recreation of the potato drop every year. People send us videos of their own. Oh my god! Dropping a potato oh, so off the banister. So you're actually having people are making memes of this potato drop. Yeah, oh, I gotta yeah. get my eyes on those. Or even in a like a South Park style cartoon, I think Mr. Hankey's featured in one of them. And because when oh, when we first god. built the potato, it was it was dropping uh, vertically rather than horizontally. So it resembled, oh, yeah. it sort of resembled <laughs> something that might drop something into else. a toilet. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. And yeah. so I think Mr. that's Hanky where the... would talk about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you've been, you were on, you were on South Park episode then for the potato I, drop or is you know, it like I, a mimicking? I think it was a mockery of South Park. A mockery. Park. Okay. Which is great I like because that. South Park yeah, is such a awesome. mockery of everything anyway. <laughs> exactly. And also I think when you start getting like, copycats or people paying sort of an, and there's my word again homage to things you know that it's like getting inside of your brain now let's have some fun take a <laughs> tiny detour here for a second um and i want to throw some of these um were other events around the world and let's just like talk about these a little bit maybe thumbs up thumbs down ready. you guys ready okay Okay, so these are real events that happen different times of the year all around the world. One is called the um, Wife Carrying World Championship uh-huh. in Finland. Yeah, and actually you have to, the exact origins are unknown, but basically you have to c- carry your wife. You have to, ha- you have to piggyback, fireman's carry, or apparently Estonian style, which I don't know what that is, where the wife hangs upside down with her legs around her husband's what? shoulders, and he has to carry her over a 200-meter track. No. Okay, Hate it. Comes down, yep. right? Hate comes it. Down. Okay. But, but wait. Here's My the back. Prize. My back. The, yeah, My okay. The prize, the prize is, though, you guys. <laughs> My back. I don't My love back. you that much, baby. My back. The prize, though, is based on the wife's weight in beer. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Wait. So you kind of change your mind a little then now, right? I'm going to need that beer afterwards after my spring. Exactly. You're going to be laying there. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the second one. So two thumbs down on that one then, right? Okay. The next one is called the. Yeah, see, the beer did it for you, didn't it, Dylan? No, but. I mean, and does it have to be your own wife? Yeah, well, I mean, I can't. Wrapped around your head? 
Well, I mean, I guess it could be anybody that could pretend to be your wife, I guess. We could circle back to that one. Yeah, we could circle back. We can ask them. We could ask them. We could have them on the show. Have you back on the show and we could ask them. Oh, here's one. Don't laugh to it. The baby jumping festival in what? Spain. So, <laughs> yeah, what? it's known as known to the Spanish locals as El Colacho. And the festival happens about 60 days after Easter. Anyway, the baby jumping festival is a baptismal ceremony where babies who are born over the last year are absolved of all sin. Okay, first of all, pretty sure a baby doesn't have much sin. Bad baby. Done anything yet. Bad baby, boo. But, but basically, it goes back to the 1600s, and men dressed in devil clothing terrorize the crowd as they run down the street and they jump over babies who have been carefully laid out on okay, this pillows. is the weirdest sounds like some freemason stuff terrifying i'm actually terrified right now i'm gonna have nightmares <laughs> tonight that is kind of terrifying okay devil now, dudes I, I and it, jumping babies yeah what the yeah heck? And, and, and then also just i know yeah, right I yeah thumbs down i know okay sure. good we hate it two thumbs down it says here also that catholic higher-ups frown upon the ritual sure sure uh, okay, this you gotta heard one more. Yes. Okay, this is the cheese rolling festival. I, I was already oh, in, I love it. In, in England. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cheese beer. Okay, so it's in May, and and uh, they make a note to say grown adults, not just adults, but grown adults, uh, all get together in this village called Brockworth to chase a rolling nine pound wheel of double Gloucester cheese down a I love hill. It. Oh and they take gosh. out they take out all the fences and you should see the picture it's actually a very steep hill they take out all the fences they un, they take all the growth away they look for stones they take out any dangerous objects but it's pretty dangerous because people because of how steep and uneven it is and the bulk and speed of the cheese can get really fast it's like you know those like oh, um God. snowballs go snowballing I love it. down I them. love it yeah. it's yeah. got so many things i love danger <laughs> cheese <laughs> yeah. yeah destruction oh. yeah and, and here's what you'll like about it, though. It's not managed by anybody. Completely unmanaged. As long as there's no wow. animals in the, the way, tree, you know, things like that, that, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I mean, what yeah, a way okay, to get taken out, though, by a big wheel of cheese. If I die, totally. that's the I way mean, I want to. I'll, I'll, I'll you got smashed it. into a wall by a big ball of cheese. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yum, yum, bubblegum. It sounds mm -hmm. good to me. I like it. Okay. Here's one. The International Hair Freezing Contest in Whitehorse, Yukon, Canada. Hair freezing? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, hair freezing. International Hair Freezing Contest. It's a winter celebration every February at the Takahini Hot Pools. And basically, participants dunk their heads in the hot water of the pools and then create frosty hairdos by shaping their hairs as they begin to freeze in the cold air, which can get as low as negative That sounds like something we did in McCall. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I think should, we tried that last weekend accidentally. Really? You, you tried that, right? Well, Getting out of the like, hot tub and I whipped my hair back and it was like negative 20 and I think I poked my buddy in the eyeball. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's actually a, a contest. You could you could like branch out into these and like bring it to McCall because, you know, a lot of people getting out of hot tubs there, like you said. And you just get a cash prize for this, not beer, alcohol, which I feel like alcohol should be in order for this one. I, I think you need that prior yeah. to doing yeah. it, the event. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like that one. Um, yeah, okay, that one's a good one. Okay, this is, I mean, I'm just going to do two more. The World Toe Wrestling Championship. Not into it. In England. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> like thumb no, wrestling? Toe well, wrestling? No, it says toe wrestling. It was, they, they say it was born out of the desire for the UK to have its own championship in some type of sport. Like arm wrestling, apparently. You go up against each other and you wrestle, like, with your toe. And whoever's toe goes over, like, 
wins. It's like arm wrestling, but with toes. <laughs> and also stupid. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I just like, do they screen these people for foot funk? Foot fungus is like the sponsor. How do you work What's out sponsor for that? Do for they just like do allergy? like toe presses? Like how, it's like, it's like, he's like, don't interrupt me right now. Like his <laughs> wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm preparing. Okay. He's just like pushing <laughs> for my yeah, toe. Like something down with his foot all yep. day. Just toe like a toe. Wars. He's like sweating. He's got sweatbands oh, on his it does toe. Say he- I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got, got little, like the little, little toe yeah. bands on each one. Like I love ready, that. Ready it to says roll here that that you have to, in order to participate, you have to have a thorough toe examination by a qualified nurse. Okay, so the, there's okay. no athlete's he's foot allowed in there. He's got like a toe trainer. Bet. He's like yeah. just, he just I mean, trained. you need an athletic foot. He just yeah, just not, <laughs> not athlete's, athlete's foot. foot. Oh, get it? Yeah. Athlete's foot. Okay, I like that. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was good. Oh, that's where's my where's my bump? I'm not seeing any drops though. I mean, other than that cheese wheel dropping on somebody. That's what this is. This is what I'm saying. Like it's hard. It's no more. The only one isn't there one in Buell now? um, Something like they drop a flower or what? What is it? Don't they drop? Oh, up in Twin Falls, they have been dropping a tin foil ball now. That what they do is they back this Chev, this old Chevy truck, with a chain and this big huge scrap ball of metal down a grain silo. And they've been doing that for years in Twin Falls, apparently. I feel like any time you mention a grain silo with a festival, you're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody's going to die. <laughs> well, Some here's the last one. A limb. Here's the last one related to food, oh, okay. the third food one, and then we'll stop. La Tomatina in Valencia, Spain, is the Spanish tomato festival. Potato. Yeah. Huh? Hmm. And it's in August. And what they do is, apparently it started in 1945 when a rowdy crowd took the tomatoes from vegetable stall and started a food fight. So... The hour-long tomato fight continues to this day with 145,000 kilograms of tomatoes. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, but you have to have a ticket to go. Um, and now it's 20,000 people that come. Uh, before it was 50,000. But basically, it's basically an hour of a tomato food fight. Okay, that's a wow. that's a lot of acid. That's a lot of acid and some like that acidity. Is. Acidity. Sorry, did I say acid? I did. I mean acidity. Acid. No, it's like okay. Who's who's dropping acid today? There's a lot of heartburn <laughs> going around. I don't know. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is I that mean, good for your hair? Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah, la pasta. As long as it has pasta, we're. I, I'll give it a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Is it a splat or is it a? Yeah, it's a splat. Yeah, I, I do. I, I was looking for splat sounds. I don't oh. really have any, but oh, that was good. No, yeah, there you go. Oh, very good, very good at splat. That's very good. That's very good. Um, I like that so one. Listen, yeah, so I guess to wrap this up a little bit, I mean, we could talk all day, but so you've 10 years, you didn't see this coming. You've worked so hard to get here. What do you want to see 10 years from now with the Idaho potato drop? Well, honestly, this year, uh, towards the end of the year, we were having some, some, pretty major issues with our, our local government, our, our local mayor's office. They were, they've kind of let us know that they don't necessarily like to see the potato as a stigma for Idaho. Okay. All right. Can so, we just stop right? Th- I'm going to have oh, to sure. stop you there on that one. Sure. Sure. So the government doesn't want to see the potato as a stigma for Idaho. Do you know what's a stigma for Idaho? It's definitely not a potato. It's, right. I don't know, all that gun violence, mm-hmm. all that fracking, Mm-hmm. All of the politics around 
school, education, guns. I mean, but right. that's the stigma. It's not a potato. It's not a potato. So that's kind of the oh idea behind the potato drop. And that's been our goal since year one is to bring mm-hmm. the community together yeah. uh, and host a world-class event that can be can set an example um, for the rest of the world about, you know, yeah. how to treat people, how to come together yeah. and just enjoy each other's company, overcome mm-hmm. differences and come together as a community to celebrate that. something that's good. You know, the Idaho potato yeah. has been really integral in, in developing our state. And, yeah. you know, not a lot of states can say that they have a brand. We do. We have a brand yeah. and that's the Idaho yeah. potato. And, and so, also people love Idaho potatoes. Can I just say, like, you know, even when you go to the store, they're bringing them in certain times of the year here where I am. And people are like, mmm, Idaho potato, mmm, Idaho it's, potatoes. It's like, hard it's to a find good, it. it's a good crop. It is. And it's hard to find one around here, you know, a big Idaho potato because everybody around the world wants them so bad. I know. And, you know, it's like Walla Walla and they're beautiful, yummy, yummy, delicious, sweet onions. You wouldn't want them, you wouldn't, because, you know, did you know that that onion is as sweet as an apple? Yeah, they actually are really tasty is, too raw. They're so good, so bonk. I know I learned that yesterday, but yeah, I think okay. So, so you're you're te- we're still focusing on this ten year thing. You're having so, troubles. Yeah. yeah, we're coming into our ten year, and we had a yeah. really good plan to bring it back to the Grove. And um, like I was saying, there's just a couple people within our local government, not necessarily the 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 uh, the governor's office, but definitely the mm-hmm. mayor's office that don't really mm-hmm. want to see potatoes representing uh, the city of Boise, especially. So we're having a little bit of issues to the point to where on Thanksgiving, uh, one of the members of City Hall actually sent us a letter of denial saying that we could not hold the potato drop this year for our 10th annual event. So we scrambled to make it happen, moved it back over to the the Capitol. And to be honest with you, speaking of tiny little victories, you know, working on yes, this event. Yes, I was going to ask you years, that. Yeah. This yeah. is this was actually a, a tiny little big victory for us this year, and it okay. was a couple of Yay. weeks before the event. I was almost ready to, almost ready to roll it up and just say, you know what? No. The the, the the city's making it so hard on us to do this, and then we got a call from Anderson Cooper with mm-hmm. uh, CNN. And oh. Just yeah. kind of casually <laughs> drop that in there 35 yeah. minutes in. Okay. And uh, so so they called and said, hey, we want to, we love your potato drop, and we want to feature you on the Times Square Global Broadcast. And we will be adding two hours to our already three-hour-long program. You're going to wow. keep us up an extra two hours over here on the East Coast. And we want so to. So you'll owe us. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, at first I thought it was a prank caller. I, I didn't know what to think of it. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the throes of depression, wondering how I'm going to pull yeah. this event off with such low yeah. funding. And the city had just cost us six figures and all this blah, blah, blah. So yeah. uh, I got back to him and it was real. And the next thing you know, Anderson Cooper had sent out a crew of 10 people with a satellite what? truck. And they included us on their global broadcast to over 200 countries live to 2 billion people. Whoa. So that instantly turned everything around. It's for all us. the um, that out, is, Dylan. of course, that is a tiny. It's all the you know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what it is. It's <laughs> it's busting the shop. No, 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 Andy. I'm sorry. You are the co-host. You're you're right. And so you busted the Shopify platform. You've made the technologically most advanced potato. You are bringing the community together. Forty thousand people from the start, representing 
sort of cooperation, right? Mm -hmm. And representing beautifully the also downtown Boise is quite beautiful. Gorgeous. And that is a tiny all those tiny little victories add up to something like you said, a tiny huge victory. And totally. So a after that, what did this did this did this um, person at the city that sent the letter of denial were they like, oops, sorry. Well, I'll tell you what, I had uh, I had taken the higher road and, and even up yeah. until the very last week of up leading up to the event I was still staying in contact with our mayor and uh, mm -hmm. finally the night before uh, New Year's Eve um, our mayor sent me a text and said congratulations Dylan nice work on getting CNN to mm -hmm. cover this and I just said thank you, you that's know, it's, very let's, good very let's good. smile and let's move forward uh, exactly. in a positive way Good for um, you. Making a difference in the world because by actions like yours, that that hopefully will trigger other positive actions by people. One hundred percent. That's the idea. That's the yeah. idea. We've always been a, a charitable and free event, and we're always going to remain. Mm -hmm. And yes, what's going to happen over the next ten years? We're going to mm -hmm. keep doing exactly what we've been doing. We're I love going that. to keep hosting Idaho's signature holiday event that is not mm -hmm. only charitable and free, but very wholesome and very engaging with our community and very supportive of local nonprofits in need. I love that. Yeah. And what do you want to, what kind of, what kind of sponsor? You must have some great sponsors there. Do you want to give them a we shout do. out? Or? We've got, you know, first and foremost, the Idaho Potato Commission. They've been with us since day one. They've been our strongest supporter and greatest ally. Of course ally. they have been, right? Of course, exactly. yeah. Uh, we've even gone on the road with their big Idaho potato truck that uh, actually <laughs> happens to be my design. They uh, they built a new, a second iteration of their big Idaho potato on the back of the truck that actually incorporates mm -hmm. my fiberglass shell design. So I love that. Uh, the glow potato. Yeah. The glow potato. Yeah. The glow potato. The glow potato. Yeah. Mine's the only one that glows still, <laughs> the though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I rode on top of, I rode on top of that big, the big truck, the big potato on the back of the truck through the Pegasus Day Parade at the uh, Kentucky Derby a few years ago, and that That's was awesome. fun. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. the potato Idaho Potato Commission has a truck with the model of your gigantic glotator at rode through a parade at the Kentucky National Derby. Absolutely. And actually, that potato's that right? been around. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, since it's been on the NASCAR, uh, the Indy 500 track, it's uh, been on a barge floating over to Ellis Island at the Statue of Liberty. Um, all around the world. That's beautiful. I mean, honestly, like, how can how can you not look at something like this and just be like, thank you, Dylan, for elevating our state to a beautiful, positive, like, representation yes. around the world. Like, that's really phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. Right, you, I mean, those right. words right there, those are enough for me right there. And just the Aww. smiles that I see when I look out yeah. from the stage and I just see all those kids out there and all their families really, just smiling yeah. and screaming yeah. and raising their hands and jumping around. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about for me. It's yeah. it's that's it. And it feels good though, right? I and mean, why can't we do something good in the world? Why does it always I mean, why does it have to have an agenda? The agenda is here's your community, all get together, celebrate celebrate part of our culture and our heritage and then go home. Like Stop being so serious. Yes. Laugh yes, at yourself exactly. a little bit. L light light Bravo. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I mean that's something I'm Bravo, working on. Potato. I have to check myself. Too serious. Yeah, you got life is yeah. life is simple. You do. Yeah, you, I, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. You do. You do. Now, let's let's take a little. I I actually actually do have a sound effect for that, but I'm gonna ask you a question that you, neither of you are expecting. So we're gonna go back in time. Okay, imagine, <laughs> you guys went to junior high together. What were you like? Oh, is this right? My gosh, we were clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Andy and I were probably the we got in trouble more in drama class than anybody else because oh, we were just sitting there laughing me? at each other yeah, constantly. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 
we did a few plays. What did we do? A few good men. We did what? Fiddler on the Roof. We did a few different things like that. But Andy yeah. and I were the two in the back of the class writing, like sitting there writing jokes and passing yeah. them back yep. and forth with puns. All the time. Oh, I All believe this. Oh, yeah. We had... oh, yeah. And, and Andy, knowing him as a teenager, how has he changed? Is okay, he the same I... person he was is, in junior are you gonna high? Get or okay, he... so Dylan... <laughs> No, it's it. Can I not no, say he it? Can't, he can can't say, say it's my class show. Clown. I can say whatever you want. I can't say it, but it's yeah. good. Dylan we'll do it. was the funniest okay. guy, right? Super cute, funny. We just, yeah. everyone just loved him because <laughs> no. he's just, but okay, let me just tell you the story. So fast forward, how many years? Like maybe 15 years later, 10 years. I don't even know how long it was after we graduated. I was living in McCall mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen Dylan since high school, junior high. And I'm in McCall. My friends and I were all at Foresters. Now, McCall is a very small town. It's a very um, small, uh, like, resort town. And um, our bars are very small. And we don't see a lot of people come through. It's a lot of just locals. And I remember, I'll never forget this. My friend goes, oh, my gosh. The hottest guy I've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) just walked into the bar. And we're like, what, what? And everyone's looking around. And I go, oh, my gosh. That's Dylan. You mean yeah. Dylan, that guy? Right? Stop Holy, it. Blow up. She forgot to say that her friend was also <laughs> legally blind. <laughs> and she's like, one day Dylan's going to grow up and drop a gigantic potato in our town and make us famous. Were, no, it was just really fun. It was so funny to connect because it was kind of like going back, like mm. just, it, it's just nothing changes. It's the same personality. You all, yeah. Dylan has the largest yeah. heart of anybody that I, he's the kindest. He says, thank you to everything. Okay. He does. Oh, I'm, I'm not kidding. I, okay. Andrea's Andrea. Andy is clearly no, a fan girl. Like uh, honestly, I, I could say the same damn thing about Andy oh, too. I, just the sweetest great. person uh, and incredibly funny and intelligent. Oh. And so endearing. You've got <laughs> such a great heart, sweetheart. That's why we've remained uh, friends and for so we, long. I love that. I love that. You don't normally hear. I had, I had to bring that story up because Andy told me she went to junior high with you. I'm like, I'm definitely going to ask that question because you know, people fall out along the way, but here you guys are still connected and supporting each other. Yeah. And I think that's Him really beautiful. Oh, wait. and we even had a friend of ours uh, actually was our, uh, our MC and host this year, Alicia. That was a yes. friend of ours in high school she's, as well. Yeah, she's oh, fantastic. Okay. She's also a comedian. She's actually the one that helped me uh, get my, she was one of the judges and uh, coaches for the Boise's Funniest Person in 2018. That I was talking about, yeah. Okay. Well, she's yeah, she's, taste. you guys. Yeah, she does. Andrea, Andy's Andy's very funny. You just need I, to come I, and I watch the show. Is, you're, both right. both, you're both mm-hmm. you're both very funny. You're both very funny. Um, so I guess this is great. Honestly, I feel like I learned so much. I learned about the Star Gem, which is Idaho and India. Did not mm-hmm. know that. It's very interesting. Thank you, Dylan. Yes. P.T. Barnum of Boise learned a lot. <laughs> I am just fascinated by the technological side of this potato. We haven't even um, talked about the Urban Air Exhibition, the world's first and only urban air exhibition which urban is an don't I mean, even know it, it's a ski and snowboard exhibition we built absolutely nothing it you know what it has to do with is um when i started this event i wanted to basically create something that showcased idaho's best and brightest and mm-hmm. part of that plan was to incorporate you know different different um local entities such as ski and snowboard people mm-hmm. um people okay. that build you know, uh, outdoor games and the biking community. So we've done a 5k race. We've done, um, snow and ski tubing hills. But what we really are proud of is the urban air ski and snowboard exhibition where, 
I built the biggest jump in Idaho with a 15 foot lip where skiers and riders get chucked through flame columns um, onto a landing as um, people are, you know, watching the entertainment go on on the stage. But we, we custom built a 50 mile an hour winch that pulls these skiers and riders into the jump. As soon as they hit the jump, dual flame columns pop up on each side and they go aerial like 30, 25, 30 feet in the air doing tricks um, all in front of, you know, all these people while they're watching, you know, the fireworks or the potato or the or the main stage okay. music. Yeah, so we've got okay, all these so different things just, happening. Uh, stop for a second. So in addition to organizing the <laughs> potato drop, you have another event slash festival, which is the Urban Air Exhibition, where basically you hurdle people through the air through fire hoops in the snow. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Oh, on, right. on the biggest wow. jump in Idaho at 50 the miles an hour. The biggest jump in Idaho. Okay, so 50 miles an hour. Now, what kind of people? Just anybody can walk up and do this? Or are they like nope. skiers or pro skiers? Or you have to sign up? They're on the pro level. And what we do is we... Oh, that's what I thought. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get basically the, the best skiers and riders within the Northwest. They all converge on okay. Boise. And they, they come down. But they're not doing this at Bogus Basin. Where are they doing this? They're doing it right down there in the yes. middle of my event right in front of the Boise oh, State Capitol so okay. we truck oh my god snowing. you know what this is a terrible storytelling here right now you guys so <laughs> let's just stop for a minute so while the potato is dropping you also have this faux jump with these pro skiers that get hurled through these fire flames downtown yeah it's really cool. happening downtown right in front wow, of the Capitol. Okay. We, you can literally saved the um punchline <laughs> for the very end here okay yeah okay it's and it's I the only one of its kind in and, the world Oh, that's really, really remarkable. So now I'm going to say, what else goes on at this event that we're taking 46 minutes to get to? Well, we... we, uh, <laughs> we what else is happening with these people? we got fire people jumping through hoops. Yeah, we got a VIP potato dropping. Tents. Pro wrestling. Me... Oh. We've, we've got people outside on there. We do have the VIP tent, but we've also got pro wrestling. This is the first Wait. year we haven't had the pro wrestling, but it'll come back next year. Um, oh, you're not joking. You have pro wrestling. Going yeah, we, on. they the wrestle club. <laughs> they bring down their WWF style ring, and they're out there body slamming each other in their chonies. Okay, it's, wow. It's and this funny. freezing cold weather. And this and freezing, freezing cold, cold weather. weather. And then Andy touched think... on the VIP tent as well. We bring down a big, yeah. huge um, uh, tent, and we heat it up, and we put uh, LED dance floor on the ground, and there's mm -hmm. a bar and and dancing yeah. and prizes and raffles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people care about VIPs anymore. <laughs> I know, but like only I VIPs mean, like, care about that, VIPs. I'm just saying, if people True. are interested in coming and enjoying <laughs> Nobody it, cares. this is an option. Oh yeah. It's it's yeah. a little I, refuge I, from the outside, I'm, the cold. I'm definitely yeah. Of course, those are VIPs. Do you get yeah. around the dirt? Of course, you Everybody. get around the dirt. Yeah. So I no, I'll put all this in the notes for sure <laughs> because I didn't realize like, there's a whole like thing going on but oh there's more <laughs> like yeah wait there's more. i don't want to know about that other thing no i don't know i'm just kidding um yeah no this is really amazing and um we are out of time for today but i want to thank you dylan because i've been wanting to talk to you for a while and i have seen so many videos of this potato drop and i'm just a lot of respect for what you've done and your tiny little victories <clears throat> excuse me so thank you so much for joining me today thanks jennifer it's been my pleasure Thank yeah, you. And Andy, so lovely to have clowns. you two clowns here. Thank I'll, you. Yes. So You're much both fun. Funny. Andy, what <laughs> so a dream come fun. true. I've always wanted to be <laughs> oh, on a I podcast mean, hey, with you. Look at the dreams do come true. <laughs> you guys, I look forward to how many more days till next year? Till the next drop? Oh, well, I think we are 330 days out. All right. 330 days to go, listeners. So if you guys are going to maybe plan a ski trip or go out west, 
have skiing in Sun Valley or Bogus Basin, which, by the way, is great skiing, um, and maybe stick around and see the Idaho potato drop and watch these guys go through fire, go to a VIP tent, get warm and toasty, and maybe watch some pro wrestling. Is that a, about right? And a big, huge, world-class fireworks show. Oh, and fireworks. These guys just keep going, so uh-huh. we're going to close this show out. Thank <laughs> you for listening to Tiny Little Victories. Hey, welcome back, Tiny Little Victories. I hope you enjoyed that episode of How the Glowing Potato Came to Be with Dylan Klein and featuring Andy Trammell and all the things that go on on New Year's Eve in Boise, Idaho. Honestly, I did not know that they had people on skis skiing through hoops of fire in downtown Boise while this potato was dropping above your head. So apparently it sounds like a pretty fun night uh, that every kind of person can go to. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, one of the things I learned from talking to Dylan is that there's only two places in the world that you can find a star garnet, and that is Idaho and India. I mean, how amazing is that and completely useless trivia that I'm sure I will be using again for any awkward conversations, but I bet you do use that. It's useful on a, like a, maybe a date or if you're making conversation, checking out the grocery store, that, that could be something that, you know, people would either be like, man, that girl is crazy, or I bet you they soak it up. And the next time they pass that information along when they need it, because it's so uniquely different that you just wouldn't expect it. And I think, you know, we like those kind of things. We're humans. We like things that don't actually go together. And, um, Yeah, so I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you did too. You can leave comments on Spotify if you'd like. We see you leaving comments. I love that. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing. I'm asking you again to share. That's great. And also, I just want to leave you with this little thing. I'm not sure how many of you have been watching the news where either our AI overlords are going to take over. There's meteors falling all the time into the atmosphere, skipping off the atmosphere, Seems to be a lot going on with artificial intelligence and uh, the heavens, so to speak. And there was a recent article in The Verge about um, this um, New York Times reporter that had a conversation with the AI on Bing. And the AI was actually arguing with this guy about whether or not he was in love, whether or not he was happy, or whether or not he actually did have an enjoyable Valentine's dinner with his significant other. And people were pretty outraged. I mean, indignant. Yeah, I think the word is indignant. And I thought it was so interesting because, you know, AI is just trained by us, by humans. It's fed a data set. And I think about all the times like I've been dating or all the conversations you see on see out on the internet, on people's Facebook pages, just for the record, I'm not on Facebook, but just all of these digital conversations floating around in the air. And do we are we actually that vain that we think that we are telling the truth? Because I actually followed that whole conversation and I thought that AI is really onto something. Because I really thought that it was really hitting at the heart of you know what we humans define as the things we think we're happy with. And I love it that we were just so unable to accept the fact that it was pointing out these things. Um, well, we were arguing so vehemently to make sure that, you know, no, no, I am in love. I did have a good dinner. I am very happy. 
Um, it's almost like if we put a mirror in front of ourselves, we wouldn't even recognize who we are. So I'm just, that was a little tirade, but I'm going to leave you with that. And we're going to go back to this happy potato. And, um, I put all of the details about the potato in the notes. You can see it when it ran on CNN, you can watch it on YouTube, you connect with them on all their social channels and yeah, just enjoy the drop of the glowing potato and the things that Dylan tried to create in his community. And I will see you next Wednesday on tiny little victories. 